It's episode 97 of They Think It's All Over, the football shirt show. And today we're launching an international football shirt. Yes, welcome back to They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show. I'm Adrian, Football Shirtalia, and we've got a super, super exciting episode today. Before we get into that, who's joining me? It's Mike at Footy Shirts. Andre, Andre, it's Tom at Shirt Fan. Scott, fine, Scotty. And Adam at This One Kit. I'm glad to see you're all in party mood, you're smiling. Yes, yes, we're all smiling. Everyone's nodding and smiling more. Doesn't fucking work, does it? That's when you answer. But there's a reason we're so happy today, isn't there? There's a reason. We are very, very lucky to have been approached to launch an international football shirt. I mean, Mike, how did you feel when that phone call came through? I, I Honestly, I can't even put it into words. We spoke about the happiest days of our lives on this podcast before, haven't we? I think it was up there, wasn't it? it it's up there for mine. It's up there for mine. Tom, obviously, happiest days of your life was a night out with me and Scott on Thursday night. Adam, I think we're keeping people in suspense here. We are launching the shirt of a FIFA top 100 ranked team. Any guesses, any teasers? Should you do teasers? I can give everyone a, a teaser. So their most famous player, I, I won't say his, his name, but their most famous player of all time in this country was described by none other than Diego Maradona as without doubt amongst the greatest 10 players I have ever seen play in all my life. Wow. But I'm not sure how credible he is, because he did also wear a T-shirt that said, don't do drugs. Is this Maradona? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Magico Gonzalez, who apparently is one of the 10 best players of all time, according to El Diego. Magico Gonzalez. What a name. His name implies he is one of the greatest of all time, to be fair. Mm -hmm. See, I was confused because I thought, we were leading into announcing that Cameroon were the team that we're we're going with because surely one of the top 10 greatest players of all time is Chupo Moting. Yep, definitely. He's not magical enough. <laughs> but it's not Cameroon, is it? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you another teaser, which gives you a bit more in the geography of the team, if you want. So they were the first Central American team to qualify for a FIFA World Cup. It's true. In 1970. And then they 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 only went and qualified again in 82. And they were the first Central American country to qualify their football team to the Olympic Games. And they were the first Central American team to be champions of the Central American and Caribbean Games. Can I give a teaser? Their badge is just two letters. And it's brilliant. It's just two letters. They don't have a proper badge. It's just letters. It's fantastic. And I believe their government was the first government in the world to introduce crypto as the main currency of the country. And they are ranked ahead of China, Bulgaria, Egypt, Scotland and Wales. The last bit was made up. Yeah, yeah, I have very much made up. How about one last clue for those that have almost got it? Their kit manufacturers are Umbro. So wait a minute, wait a minute. We are launching a national team's kit made by Ombro. Come on, spill the beans. Who is it? It's El Salvador. I'm excited by this because, I mean, their current kits are, has to be said, pretty exciting. 
They are. Anyone who's following the pod account on the socials would have seen we have been dropping a few hints about this over the last week or so because we have been tweeting their current kits quite a lot and they they get a lot of love and rightly so because they're stunning looking kits so we're all, all of us here are big fans of umbro but those three kits that they've got are all particularly good is it the third with the matching collar and cuffs i think that most people's favorite is definitely my favorite of the bunch currently but yeah we we are launching the new i believe special edition El Salvador national team kit, which I think is bloody amazing. It most certainly is. And you can hear all about that later in the show. But first, we have the news. So I know we're excited and we all want to crack open a box of our Central American produce that has been delivered and, and, and wear our new items. But before we do that... It's been a lot of kit news this week. Who wants to kick me off with first item on the agenda? I'll go first if you want, because I just want to talk about a kit that we saw. We've talked about a lot of the carnival kits recently. So we've had the Mines kit. um, We had the Valvike kit. um, But this weekend, we saw Basel take the pitch in their carnival kit, which personally I think is the best of the bunch. It was a stunning looking black, predominantly black and white kit with the the traditional colors of basel the blue and red running in a stripe through the middle and then the kit was kind of cut into two halves which you have to see it it's impossible to describe with words um but there was a little bit of a a, a blurb that went out about it the pattern on the back is the mimosley which when i tried to look was some kind of plant or flower that relevant in basel and the pattern is square basler sticks and diamonds so if you haven't seen that, you absolutely have to go and have a look. And Adam did actually do a little poll, didn't he, on our socials about these kits. Which which one ended up coming in first then, Adam? Well, the poll is still going at the moment. Upsettingly for me, out of the three options of FC Basel, uh, Mainz 05 and RKC Walwick, the one shirt I bought, which was the Mainz shirt, is in last place at 18%. Running away with it is the Walwick one, actually, with 51%, but Basel is coming in second at 31%. So, yeah, no one has any taste, apparently. (laughs) Does that officially make you an anti-influencer? I mean, judging by the amount or lack of (laughs) amount of likes that my posts get, yes, I am an (laughs) anti-influencer for sure. (laughs) Speaking of shirts that have been purchased this week, Scott, you wanted to talk about a shirt that actually you were with me when I purchased in London this Thursday. Yes, I was. And I was very pleased to see it in hand as well. So it was the AC Milan Pleasures collaboration. Shockingly enough, the box was incredible. Very high quality, you know, not to knock the latest Verder that's came out, but the box is very flimsy cardboard where this was a, was, was proper sturdy stuff. And it looked gorgeous. And... Gorgeous on the field too, I thought. They played Napoli in the black shirt. And for once, a one-time, one-off shirt has won a game because they won 1-0. And Teo Hernandez scored the goal, which is great news because that's who I got on the back of my shirt. (laughs) So I thought it was interesting to see Mignon in the beige kit. But am I wrong in thinking the beige kit wasn't released as a goalkeeper kit? No, they're going to wear it in the next game. So they're, And then the keeper will wear the black and the outfield will wear the cream. So, yeah, it's technically two one-off shirts. i got to admit, 
I like the shirt more now. I've seen it on the pitch. I know when we spoke about it last time, I said that I was a little bit meh about it, but I will hold my hands up and say it's still not one that I would have made the effort to go and buy just because it's, again, not my cup of tea. But on the pitch, it did look much, much better than the promo photos made it look. So on Sunday night, I may have fallen foul to the fact that the kind of cream version is seems to be a lot more limited than the black one and i bought it <laughs> it was found on another it was released only on one other italian site in authentic and they said there was only one large left so i just had to do it so i've got both black shirts are notoriously difficult to photograph and sort of see in the light and actually on the football pitch you're right mike that looks pretty special indeed yeah pains me to say what else have we seen in the last few days so I think it, it deserves an honourable mention, but Hummel released quite a novelty kit for Union Omaha, which are an American side. And I'm sure we've all seen the kit, but it, it, it's a black kit. But the, the real novelty feature about this is that the crest and details are glow in the dark. And I don't think it's the first time this has ever been done, but I think it's still quite an innovative thing to do on a football shirt and I have had a look and, and the crest is is raised ink and I've also googled to figure out what raised ink but that's what it's made out of the, the crest and details are glow in the dark raised ink so that I would really like to see one of these in hand and in the dark just to see how bright and how eye-catching it is but I think it's cool when you see stuff like this it reminds me of when Roma did the hologram badge on their third shirt the other year, I just think this is a, a, a quite a cool thing to see on, on a football shirt. But we should possibly open the floor here. What kind of novelty, childlike things would you like to see implemented? Like I know we we spoke about scratch and sniff, but anything else you can think of that you think would make a great touch for a football shirt? I don't know if I've got an answer to that question, to be honest, because I that's... Scratch and sniff, definitely not. I just on that note, by the way, this week I received my first ever match worn football shirts, and the fucking smell of them was bad enough. Thank you. So I don't think I want scratch and sniff <laughs> football shirts ever. But what I was going to say is, it, the the shirt in particular does remind me of a shirt that I've got. So I've got a shirt from Selangor FC, who are a Malaysian team, and that's a blackout shirt. But when the light hits it, it has that super high-vis reflective sponsor and badge that literally looks glow-in-the-dark. And I absolutely love that. I love a little quirk like this. And I think this shirt is really, really good. And I'd, lo- I'd love to see a bit more of this sort of stuff. I think it would look really cool in a, in a night match under, under the lights, to be honest, because it's going to have that glow about it, even, even under a, on a floodlit pitch. Oh, that's cool. Imagine that Milan pleasure shirt if the silver was glow-in-the-dark think of it it'd be incredible i mean scott ad adam bit of fuzzy felt sponsor on your football shirts maybe oh i was just thinking imagine football shirt badges when you lick them tasted of a flavor associated with clubs so you could, you could lick your fiorentina badge and it tastes like palmer violets you could lick your brighton badge and it tastes like brighton rock and then you can lick your man united badge and it tastes like shit hey. <laughs> Not shit this weekend, though, were they, Mike? They very much were, just somehow they managed to beat Villa. <laughs> Good old mixed sauce. Was it I Red Star that... Paris who had the Velcro badge a few years ago as well? Yeah, I was just yeah, about was, to yeah. say they, they had a Velcro badge, yeah. 
What about, did anybody have the um, shoes with a flash and lights in the soles? Yes. <laughs> flash and light badges. LA Gear, wasn't yes. it? LA Gear, was that the trainers? Yeah, I think it was. Do you remember the, um, this is going back a, a long time as well, but the Clark I Remember shoes. you're older than us. I am older than you. <laughs> but there were the Clark school shoes that used to have a key kind of in the sole. Do you remember those? No. 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 What Someone listening for? to this. No, it was in the soul, so it was kind of see-through, but it was just like a key in the soul. (laughs) Someone else listened to what? Someone else who also went to school in the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) If Tom's allowed to talk about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I'm allowed to talk about Clark Shoes that have a key in it. At least one person listening will know about this. Gary Thacker will remember this. (laughs) Gary will know everything about everything. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Adam, I know that you were very excited by a shirt that came out four or five days ago now but over in ireland bohemians and there's a very special reason why you're excited by this very nice shirt yeah so bohemian football club have announced their new away shirt and the reason i'm excited is because i'm a sucker for a football shirt sponsored by a band and they are sponsored by thin lizzy do we have any thin lizzy fans in the house a little bit like- yeah i was gonna say mike this is right it's musically not my kind of thing i'm sure that mike this is definitely your kind of thing, right? They're an old school. They're one of the godfathers of rock bands, really, aren't they? So, yeah, every I think anybody who listens to rock and metal will definitely know their songs. And if they don't think they do, they definitely do. Because they've probably been covered by your favourite bands. Shirt-wise, it's quite smart. It's made by O'Neill's. It's kind of a cream colour and it's got purple trims on it. It's not actually the first time, though, that Bohemian have gone down the music route. So you might remember a few, well, a couple of years ago, They were the ones who had the Bob Marley shirt that was initially kind of banned and then they were allowed to have it. But then in 2021, they were also on their way shirt sponsored by Fontaine's DC. So there is a bit of a music thing to it. But are there any other football teams who are sponsored by bands that we particularly like that we can think of? It's not sponsored by, but United did just release that um, Stone Roses line. Uh, a couple of days ago, didn't they? That absolutely flew off the shelves. They did. They also did the New Order one as well recently, didn't they? So mm-hmm. they're really going down the music route. Obviously, not a Man United fan would never wear any of their stuff. But the Stone Roses stuff, that was actually really good. There was one which was based on the album cover, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely a jacket, stunning. bucket hat, and a t-shirt, and a scarf, I think. Not a football shirt, though. Nope. Just reading this ad, the pattern in the shirt, but it's sort of like got on the cuffs and in through the pattern is the Black Rose from the Black Rose album artwork of Finn Lizzy. And then on the back, it's got the lyrics, some of the lyrics from Boys Are Back In Town. Friday nights, they'll be dressed to kill. It's pretty cool. That is very cool. So does anyone actually own a football shirt with a band sponsor out of all of us? Oh, well, you do, don't you, Adam? I, I, I do, but I'm I'm opening it to the floor first <laughs> before I talk about my one. <laughs> I, I have the re-released Bohemians Bob Marley shirt, the one they were allowed to release. I'd also ordered the one they weren't allowed to and got a refund when they said, oh, but you can have this new shit shirt we're releasing instead. I was like, nah, I'm all right. See, I'm a huge fan, or was a huge fan, as well, still am, of um, People Just Do Nothing, a sitcom about the MCs in Brentford. And of course, I lived in Brentford for many years, right next to Griffin Park. And one day when they were still in the championship with Said Benrama and Ollie Watkins and Rico Henry, Brentford had a Corrupt FM night where they played, I think it was Ipswich, and Corrupt FM hosted the game. 
And as part of the evening, they did a DJ set on the pitch and they released a special warm-up shirt with the Corrupt FM logo on the front. So I went and made sure I got one of those warm-up shirts. So not technically a football shirt, but I wish it was. And yeah, it's one of my favourite niche shirts that I own. No one else? I don't own any. Uh, th there are a few out there that I do like. I There was that, what was that amateur Newport club that had Skindred on recently? I I like that, to be honest, because I'm actually a big fan of Skindred, uh, like really big fan. But I didn't buy one, to be honest. But there are some cool ones out there. But i got to admit, one of the ones I like the most is actually one of the ones that you've got, Adam, because you've got the one sponsored by churches, haven't you? I do have the one sponsored by churches. And that was a really strange story of how that came about, actually. So the team in question is Whitburn Juniors, who are a non-league Scottish team. And it turns out that one of the band members of churches, I think his dad is involved in the club somehow. And so churches sponsored them. I saw the shirt online and really, really liked it and ended up literally just sending a text message to the club secretary, a lovely lady called Anne, because that's the only way to get the shirt. And then PayPal'd her £10 and she posted to me. This was on Boxing Day a couple of years ago. You went on their website and it was like, to get one of the shirts, send a text message to Anne. So I did. And she sent it out to me. It was like a tenner. It was brilliant. Last time I sent Anne £10 on my phone, I didn't even get the picture, I was promised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent £10 and I got more than I bargained for. So, yeah. And it's a really nice shirt. Actually, it's made by Kellerman. It's got a nice chevron on it and is sponsored by one of my favourite bands. Love that story. And I just Googled it. It's a great shirt as well. There's been plenty of other more mainstream clubs, though, haven't there, with musical sponsors. Adam, do you want to just rattle off a few that maybe some of our listeners have, have seen before? Yeah, there, there's been quite a few. So one of the biggest ones was in the early 90s, Wet, Wet, Wet sponsored Clyde Bank. And uh, yeah, the, the kits are suitably 90s. They're made by, I believe, Match Winner. And one of them is like a purple abstract design. The goalkeeper shirt is, it's like red and green and blue. It, it's kind of disgusting. Talking of uh, Welsh teams, you've got the Newport County one with goalie looking chain. That's quite a famous one because it literally has a chain on it around the badge. Ed Sheeran, sponsors Ipswich, which is shit because I hate Ed Sheeran and I hate Ipswich. <laughs> But I think one of my favourite ones, actually, was when Fatboy Slim used to, his record label used to sponsor Brighton. But then there was a point where the away shirt for one season, then it carried on to being the third shirt the following season, because that's what Brighton do, was actually sponsored by his album Palookaville, which I thought was quite a cool touch. So, yeah, there's been quite a lot throughout history. Oh, my other favourite one is also when Super Fairy Animals sponsored Cardiff in the uh, the very, well, 1999 to 2000 for their cup runs so yeah good stuff okay so i think that's a pretty good roundup of this week's news let's move on to the main event let's go and launch an international football shirt so here it is here is the launch of umbro times el salvador's special edition football shirt so hold on a minute guys how are we actually launching a football shirt? How how are we going to do that? That's a fair question to be actually on a podcast, aren't we? I suppose we could start by telling people about the shirt, can't we? Yes, let's let's do that. Let's start with that, and then we can take it from there. So, the Salvador twenty four twenty five special edition shirt 
is launched today, 15th of February 2024. And the strap line is always our home, always El Salvador. Since 2018, Umbro has been the official sponsor of the Salvadorian Football Federation and has provided the kits for all national teams, including the beach soccer team. In honour of the 25th anniversary of the Torregos as the national bird of El Salvador, the national football team proudly presents its new and exciting special collection. So hang on a minute. This is a special kit that we're releasing and it's all related to the 25th anniversary of a bird. Yes, the, the national bird of El Salvador, the Torregos, it's the 25th anniversary of it being the national bird. I couldn't think of a better reason to release a football shirt. Well, we all love our birds on this podcast, as everybody knows. So how does this bird affect this shirt? Great question, Tom. So the exclusive line of garments pays homage to the rich cultural and natural heritage of the country of El Salvador. At the heart of his collection is the game jersey featuring an innovative design that captures the essence of the Torregos. Crafted in a striking cream colour and detailed with dark blue inserts on the sides and shoulders, along with royal blue piping, the shirt captivates with its elegance and style. A pattern of parallel lines inspired by the tail of the Torregos adorns both the front and the back of the shirt, creating a unique conceptual representation of the beloved national bird. So that pinstriping that everybody can see in the pictures is the pattern of the bird. So that was a really, really fancy way of saying this is a brilliant shirt. Now, I'm not just saying this because we've got an exclusive on it. I think it's amazing. It's proper retro, don't you think? It's got a big, chunky collar and then the side panels. And obviously, I mentioned before about how the badge is just letters, but they're quite kind of retro blocky letters. And then the pinstripes in the lighter blue. I think it's amazing. I absolutely love this shirt. It genuinely reminds me of sort of like late 90s, early 2000s, Umbro. It, this might not be a good comparison for some people, but there's a little bit of a, a reminder of that early 2000s England reversible shirt for me, which is actually one of my favourite England shirts of all time as well. I think it looks like one of those 80s Adidas Ventec shirts with the collar, the pinstripe, lovely little V-neck in the same colour as the panelling on the shoulders and sleeves. It looks so much like an old school Bordeaux or... Uh, France shirt or something from the 80s it, it, it's really cool I think uh, people will be really delighted when they see these it's a stunning looking football shirt I know we keep banging on about it but one thing I will say is the badge is incredible as well and not just because it's just two big bold blocky letters when you see this up close with the stitch detail on it it is absolutely stunning now I will say the shirt itself is absolutely beautiful but we've been lucky enough to see the whole range before anybody else has seen this, which is for doing a football shirt podcast is amazing, by the way. I know that I'm not the only one that thinks this, but the pre-match shirt is kind of almost the star of the show, do we think? I think it has to be. I mean, we, we, we you know, we've spoken about the, the Torregos being the national bird and that's what's inspired this whole capsule of, of clothing. And, you know, it's been a bit quaint in trying to get us to discuss some of the finer points about this shirt earlier, but... It is superb, that pre-match shirt. And the, the Torregos, the bird, it's, it's one of those 
anyone that loves their David Attenborough or their nature programs out there, you Google this bird, you'll know exactly what it is. It's the tiny little colourful one, really small, and then it has the the kind of funky tail where its feathers disappear and then come back at the end to form like a crest. So it's a bird that we've all seen plenty of times before. And it's kind of, again, almost in like a retro fashion, like pixeled, like a video game. And that forms the stripes on this pre-match shirt. And the, the, the bird is it, its colour, like pink and yellow and, uh, and blue, sorry. It's it's amazing. It's really cool. And just for, for those who are listening but haven't looked at the socials yet or seen the images. So the pre-match shirt, I believe from the images that we've seen, is a really, really dark, almost sort of like Royal Navy sort of blue. But I believe they actually give you a little bit of uh, information on this, didn't they, AD, when you had the chat with them? So there was a bit of an inspiration from a friendly match in this one, which I'm guessing is where the pink comes from. Yes, absolutely. So believe it or not, one of their most famous matches so far in terms of an audience and, and biggest games in El Salvador is when Inter Miami visited them to play last year, along with Mr. Messi. And the colours on show that day were the pink of Inter Miami and the dark blue of El Salvador. And the colourway in this pre-match shirt is a little bit marrying up that, that pink and that dark blue. But it's incredible. And I tell you what's even better, it comes in long sleeve. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that does look good. So that's both the shirt and the pre-match shirt come in long sleeve, don't they? The whole range is amazing, though. Even the, even the not-so-colourful and inspired stuff is like the that navy blue pre-match jumper that they have where the the bad the umbro badge and the the ens is the same color as the jumpers so it looks really classy as well isn't it exciting when i don't want to say younger countries they're not i mean the football's been going since the, the late 19th century there but isn't it exciting when countries aren't so constrained to design and formats and templates and they can be more expressive in their kits because the last few years particularly this umbro partnership with El Salvador has been incredible. As I said earlier, we shared some of the current kits and my God, they're brilliant. Particularly their third shirt from 21-22 is just beautiful. The gold trim and the gold details on the badge. You know, the Umbra have always been good at collars, haven't they? They had the zips. They've had various styles and this one, this one doesn't disappoint either. I would say looking at that one, it almost looks like a tailored by Umbro style, doesn't it? Yes, doesn't it? Really, really smart. What I especially like is the team badge. The shirt is black, the team badge is black, but it's outlined in gold and looks really, really striking. Yeah, the 2021 third is a really, really good shirt. Big fan of that one. Now, I'm going to be throwing it back quite far compared to what you guys are talking about, but we've just been talking about the badge and the the big blocky ES for anybody that hasn't looked, go back and look, just, just Google El Salvador 1970 and look at the kit they were wearing in the seventies specifically for the badge. It is massive and it is brilliant. So if, if you listen to this now, just, just pause us for a minute, go and take a look because you'll see what I mean. And it looks incredible. Well, I think on this special kit, the, the badge is a, uh a bit of a show stealer as well, because I think it gives the whole shirt that kind of American varsity type feel, like almost like a track jacket look. And if you look at it close up as well on the pictures that we've seen, it's actually textured as well. It's not just a blank ES in a navy blue. It's a, It's got a texture in there as well, which looks really smart. I think it's one of these shirts that deceptively looks fairly innocuous at first sight, but when you get it up close... 
and you see that pinstripe detail, you see the the texture on the on the crest. There's a lot actually to unpack, and there's a lovely little El Salvador national football team application on the back of the collar as well, which is very smart. I just think the, the, again, not just saying this, it is an unbelievable shirt, and I think people are going to be really, really chuffed when they see this. I think it's going to be popular. And if anybody after having listening to this has done a bit of research and fancies themselves as uh, some of these El Salvador shirts, then actually, if you go to CFS, they have uh, these a lot of the Umbro shirts going as far back as the 1920 season. And again, the away shirt from 23-24 is definitely worth a look. It's an absolute stunner. Having spoken to them, this shirt will be worn, they've confirmed. They were unsure whether there's going to be friendly schedules in the USA or whether it may be worn in the upcoming friendly against Honduras. But we haven't just seen the photographs of these shirts. We have got a box of goodies. And we're not just saying we like these kits because they've sent us a fucking massive box of them. But we genuinely, genuinely do love them. And... Depending on the quantity they've sent us, we may be giving one away, maybe a few bits away. Don't know. Probably just one. If we if we want to, that's so good. We might just keep it all to ourselves. To be honest, do you know what? I think they are absolutely amazing. I think the guys behind the shirt have been kind enough to send some stuff to us, and we did say that we would like some to give away to our listeners and followers, and it seems like they have done that. So. I doubt very much that there's not going to be something to give away to people. So I think, yeah, just keep your eyes on the socials for that because we got to wait and see what we get first. And then, yeah, we might change our mind. We might say, no, fuck off, we're keeping it. Full disclosure, but we're not getting paid, so it's not an ad. So I don't have to say hashtag ad or anything like that. We're we're talking about it because we we love their kits and we shared their kits before, which is probably why they reached out. But like because of a logo and how stylish these shirts are, it's the sort of thing you can wear as a neutral. I always think a bit feel a little bit funny about wearing certain country shirts, but like El Salvador's like really really cool and offensive to anyone. Have they got a big rival? Oh, I don't know. That's dangerous ground. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like. Everybody has a rival. Go- if people want to Google the history of El Salvador, they can. I was just going to say that, yeah, because the badge is just an ES, I think to a lot of people, they would look at it and not think it's a football shirt or with the pre-match top, will just think it's a nice umbro jumper with ES on it. It doesn't necessarily look like football merchandise. So it kind of covers both grounds. It's a, it's a cool football shirt, but you can... Wear it to the park and not feel like you're a 41-year-old man dressed like a child wearing a football shirt. Especially if you're called Edward Stevens. It's perfect. <laughs> or Edward That's you lot. That's your fault for being slow, you lot. That was a great joke. <laughs> I, great joke. Yeah, debatable. But your, your point stands. If your initials happen to be ES, <laughs> then it would be fabulous for you. And I think Umbro picked the perfect partner to release this shirt because I've looked up the Torragos, the bird that this capsule is in honour of, and their call is nasal, croaking and far carrying, much like Scotty's. So they picked the perfect podcast. <laughs> Be prepared to see the pictures of this fine, fine set of shirts all over our socials. Obviously, it's going to be on the icon of this podcast as well the episode icon but be prepared to see it on our personal socials as well because we're definitely going to be sharing these beautiful kits a little bit over the next week or two to other countries ranked in the top 100 
of the world by FIFA, we are available for work. We are, but whilst all of those countries consider launching their kits with us, I'd, I'd like the Germany launch next. If anybody's listening to Adidas, that would be really cool. Um, yeah. So whilst everybody's thinking about that, let's not forget to mention our wonderful sponsor, Granny. Um, again, we've all seen his drop. He's still got some of those shirts left. Get on over to his website. Spend all of your money there. Don't go to CFS for anything other than those fucking Al Salvador kits. Go to Granny's and spend all your money there. But there's no discount code there, so don't be tight. Did you see, actually, that Granny has teased there is another mini drop coming? I did. There's there's some good ones there. There is a rare Juventus yellow away shirt made by Kappa. And there appears to be what I can only say is a USA Adidas shirt with tags on it. I saw that. That is a the proper Adidas equipment template one, isn't it? I'm, yeah, I'm pre-94. Your eyes lit up a little bit, possibly, when you saw that? I can't make out. I, I think it's a large, unfortunately. So it's a normal human-sized top rather than a small. My eyes did light up a little bit, but I'm a tiny man. <laughs> Someone else can have it. So, I can vouch for that. I've seen you in real life. Yeah, so in short, after all of that, go to grannysfootballstore.com and buy loads of his football shirts. So that's the end of another episode, gentlemen, and that was episode 97. We are getting tantalisingly close to the century, 97 not out. But that got me thinking, 97 episodes, what are some of your favourites? Because we're putting on new listeners every week and maybe not everybody's heard the full exciting back catalogue. I can tell you what my favourite one was. You're not allowed to say Alexi Lala. (laughs) No, no. Alexi Lala's was incredible. I think there should be vetoed from anybody saying that, though. Um, No, for me, I would say it was the episode that me and Tom did with the other Bundesliga. We said at the time that we enjoyed that one an awful lot. And I absolutely love how passionate... Tom was about the league. Um, obviously, his job is is involved around that league as well. But it it's just brilliant seeing such a close, what I would call an expert insight into a smaller European league that doesn't really get a lot of press. And I would love to do more episodes like that in future. So whether you guys like it or not, I'm probably going to find someone soon to do a Turkish Super League episode. I love those episodes where we get to talk about players a bit like specific players and kind of like the the talents and one of my favorites that we did was one I did with Adrian and when we spoke to Tom another Tom Tom Underhill about uh, Atalanta and in the hands of a goddess so we spoke to Tom about his book about Gasparini's Atalanta side and that was great I really enjoyed that I went out and bought a couple of Atalanta shirts and the book off the back of recording that pod. And another one I really enjoyed was when we spoke to Gav Murphy um, of IGN, a big Wales fan. And we spoke to him about Gareth Bale and his career in kits when Bale retired. And I just love Gav. I think he's a great bloke. I could sit and talk to him for hours. And I look back and think it felt like a good old friendly football chat, that one. So I definitely recommend people going back and listening to the Wales episode. Just to keep the Tom themes going, I really enjoy speaking to people that have an in-depth knowledge to something that maybe not everybody knows about. And I really enjoyed speaking to author Tom Scholes about his PSG book because everybody just thinks about the Qatari money and them not winning the Champions League. But that was actually the history of such a young club and how far they'd come and all the shit that happened in the background with them 
was was really interesting. And you could tell that Tom had researched that um, really in depth to, to get that book out. And I just, it was nice to pick his brain and hear him relaying all the stories about the history of the club. So if you're, if you're a French football fan, to be honest, even if you hate PSG, it's a great episode to listen to because it gives you a completely different perspective to the club. And I think the one that I really liked was one of the first ones I ever helped out with. So I'm being a bit biased. It was back in episode 53 when me and Tom talked to Leonard Jaegerskold about his book. Oh, you were going to say that. Well, I've stolen it from you. Sorry. Um, When we talked to him about his book, World Football Club Crests, which is a really good book. I actually owned the book before we booked in to talk to him. And it's a proper coffee table book, literally detailing all of the stories behind various world football club crests. And I think for all of us as kit fans, the badges of shirts are almost as important as the kits themselves. And it was a really fascinating talk with a really, really fascinating man. Yeah, that's a great shout, Adam. I remember that one. And he genuinely made me think slightly different about football and football fandom after having that chat with him. It was really, really good. Tom, this is the thing with doing this, uh, that we've done it for so long now that... When when you are asked the question, you're put on the spot to think of your favourite thing. You think of one and then you sit there and you listen to it and you go, oh my God, but then there was that. Honestly, not being biased, there are so many good episodes and none of it involves us lot speaking. Some of the guests that we've had on, if if you're new to listening to the podcast and you're enjoying it, it's definitely worth a troll back through. I mean, even things like we spoke to Gary from Footprint and he just fucking reeled off shirt numbers from the top of his head because he prints so many shirts. He could, you almost don't need to tell him which number he wants because he's, he's got them, all the fonts and all the numbers memorized. It was just fascinating listening to him, just reel through all the different stuff he'd done and the experience of him printing. And I mean, you could, yeah, you, they're all worth going back to listen to, aren't they? Well, do you know what my favorite one is? It's next week because that's when I get to see you all again. I thought you were going to say number 68. Well, that was because gross. that's the one when you talk to Alexi Lalas. But sure, next week can be the best one. I, I, I would have thought the, the Alexi Lalas one would have been your favourite because, you know, <laughs> Alexi Lalas, guys. An <laughs> episode 69. But now, they think it's all over. It is now. Ba-dee-ba-dee-ba.